I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Built Bar Bro, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, Nick, feels like we're getting closer and closer to something official, and man, it's... Because there's a lot at the end of this tunnel. There's a lot at the end of this tunnel. There's a lot at the end day? of this tunnel for you. <laughs> Yeah. You need to. What's my Nick, third day? When are you ever going to bring back your parodies? I know. I pr- well, I probably should have for the quarantine, but I'm about to, I'm about to get so busy. <laughs> That's true. Your life's about to go crazy. But yeah, I mean, we're all like a lot of you guys uh, listen to this podcast, fans of basketball, fans of the NBA. Uh, we're checking our phones each day, listening to these. Uh, I'm sure Nick listened uh, some today to Woj and Zach Lowe. Uh, I did and just reading different articles and Cuban coming out today. And so we're getting details and small. Yeah. Nick definitely didn't spend his whole day playing animal crossing and watching the office at the same time. He definitely didn't do that today. (laughs) I mean, I checked my turnip prices today too. (laughs) They're all turnip prices right now are horrible. So if y'all are listening (laughs) and y'all got some good prices, you need to let us know. Oh yeah, we should. (laughs) You should delegate to the pot. To yes, we should reach out. Anyway, all right, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about Mark Cuban's suggestion for a plan for a play-in tournament. Um, we're also just going to ask some big questions about the return for the NBA. It feels like, you know, we were joking earlier, but it does feel like there is some light at the end of the tunnel, some kind of tentative, you know, return plan at least. And so, or at least they're discussing plans now. Um, and so we're going to talk all about that. Isaac's got some big questions for me. But before we do that, Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. As always, Built Bar, it's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get actually $15 off your first order. We'll talk about that coming up. But, Isaac, hit me with your first big question. Well, I think just right off the bat, looking at what Cuban told Tim McMahon of ESPN today, uh, Tim, a friend of ours that we know uh, covering the Mavs and stuff, that um, – yeah, puts out this whole article of how Cuban is approaching this thing and what he suggested. Uh, he says Cuban suggested a plan to the NBA that would include all 30 teams playing five to seven regular season games woof, uh, before a play-in tournament to determine the final two playoff seats. Now, if you guys were like me when I first saw this article pop up uh, on Twitter, I was like, there's no way on earth that Cuban is signing off on a play-in tournament <laughs> because... If there's a fan base that I saw somebody tweet out today, I forgot who it was, but it was, a, it was another reporter tweet out and said, hey, if you don't like the idea of a play-in tournament, you're uh, something. Basically, it was downing you if you didn't like it. And I'm like, hey, me over here, Mavs fan, I don't like the idea of that because <laughs> Mavs would get screwed in this. And I think a lot of Mavs fans would feel the same about that of, hey, you're telling me they could lose one game or two games and all of a sudden a 10th place 28-win Pelicans team would be in the playoffs over a 40-win Mavericks team. So when I saw the headline, I'm like, wow, that's surprising. Cuban would be in favor of a playing tourney. But lesson for everybody, make sure you read the article instead of the title. (laughs) Because Cuban's pitch to this is 
you would have, you know, after you play your regular season, you know, games there, but leading up to the playoffs is you would have, you, you would take the top 20 teams at that point. So this is what the article says. Cuban's proposal, the top 10 teams from each conference would qualify the, for the postseason and be reseeded based on record. So they would take 10 from each conference. Uh, as you know, eight teams make the playoffs from each conference. So there's two extra teams. The nine and 10th seeds would also make this. Then there would be two play-in matchups, either single games or best of three series, pitting the 17 seed versus the 20 seed and the 18 seed versus the 19 seed. So all the teams that would, and then uh, the winners of those two games would, or those two series would play the 15 and 16 seed. So the 15 and 16 seed right now would be what was it? The the uh, Nets and the Magic, right? Because they they reseed everything by record. Yeah, something like that. Because they would take the top 10 teams. It wouldn't just be the top 20 records. So you're looking at the top 10 teams of each conference. So in this in this scenario, the Wizards and the Hornets would be in this, would be in the, <laughs> uh, saying, like in his scenario, you would be playing five to seven regular season games. So these standings would change. True. So that's why I'm saying even the 10th seed in the East, whatever team lands there would be, because I mean, the Knicks are, are at 21 you know, wins right now. Two and a half now, games but, out of the 10th seed. Yeah. So just the 10th seed in the East. So you're looking at guys like the Mavericks in this scenario, it wouldn't really touch the Mavericks in this because right. when, once you reseed, and that's where you had to think about, and it didn't really say this specifically in the article, but like Cuban's in favor of the one through 16 seeding in, in, in this scenario. Which is what it seems like. There's no way you can do this without, without reseeding one through 16, you know, no matter with the conference, because he's talking about the 17 verse 20, 18 verse 19, 15, 16th seed, which you know, if you do that and then you play like, oh, maybe there's two Western teams to make it out. Would one Western team go over and play, you know, be the eighth seed for the Eastern Conference, right? Like, how does, uh, yeah. how does that work? It's so, that's when it gets a little confusing. But, uh, I mean, this is the type of idea that I'm for. Just something else to add to it. Something that gives these other fan bases something to look forward to. You know, the Wizards fan base, the Hornets fan base, the... You know, the Blazers, we had Damian Lillard talk about today. We'll, we'll probably mention how he wouldn't play if they didn't have any meaningful games to play. Uh, yeah. The Pelicans would be an you know, exciting team to see in, in a best-of-three scenario. Yeah, I mean, in, but even in this scenario, Cuban admits to McMahon saying, hey, it would be, it says Cuban acknowledges it would be challenging to schedule all of the games to make this proposal, you know, this proposal work. And because in my mind, I'm just trying to wrap my head around how you would schedule out these regular season games. If they go in and say, are they going to get every team to 70, I mean 70, 70 games? Are they going to, how are you going to determine is if the Mavericks only have to play three games to get to 70, the Lakers are at 63 games, they have to play seven games to get to 70. Who, how are you determining who they play? Is it just the next teams on their schedule? But if that's the case, then teams are going to be playing more than what they need to be playing because, yeah, some well, schedules are going to overlap. You just make it work at that point. You're basically starting with a new schedule. You're basically at the beginning of the season. You're basically, you know, when the NFL does their schedule thing, they're like, all right, we, we know that we, they need to play these this number of games, and we're just going to throw the matchups in to see what, you know, see what they need to do. 
know, to make this mathematically happen. I mean, you just throw so somebody out, in the league office would be the one that's like, all right, we got to throw out everything, and then yeah. we just got to go to the drawing board table and say, but then is it fair? But it makes it, it makes it a little easier though. And yeah, how do you do fairness in that and all that? I mean, would the what if the Lakers have to play like you know five teams under five hundred, and then the Clippers yep. have to play all the teams above five hundred? Or what if it's Rockets Mavericks, right? Where it's that that matchup where uh, the play the teams that you play in the regular the the five or seven games left in the regular season that could determine your actual seating. And so, I mean, this is all complicated stuff, but it makes it a little easier that they're all going to be in the same place. You don't have to worry about travel to figure out scheduling. You don't have to worry about a whole bunch of things. So, uh, this is the, this is the proposal from Cuban. This is not exactly what the NBA is going with yet. They could, uh, but let's, let's talk more about this. I'm sure we'll get into this more, but coming up, Get into more about Cuban's proposal, and Isaac's got four more big questions for me about the NBA returning. But before we get to that, Isaac, I mentioned that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. We've talked about Built Bar a lot. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and you've been getting $10 off your first order with the promo code Locked On. But right now, through May 31st, so you got a couple days left on this, you get $5 off every single box, no matter if you've ordered one before. So our guy Maxi out there that's been living off Built Bars, $5 off right now. So go and uh, and go and check out their Memorial Day offer. There's also four extra flavors in there. We talked about them yesterday. Peanut butter, banana, pineapple upside down cake, coconut pecan lemon, or coconut pecan pie, and then blueberry lemon. That's the one that Isaac and I are, have our eyes on that we want to check out and try. So, uh, Built Bar, they've been supporting the podcast, supporting the whole network, really, like holding up this whole network, <laughs> basically, Built Bar has. Uh, they have 16 other amazing flavors covered in 100% chocolate all around. That's probably my favorite part about it. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Isaac, you just said that you're trying to do a low-carb thing, and you've been eating these for breakfast. Yeah, uh, the mint brownie one, that's the one because, uh, yeah, I try to do under a certain amount of carbs per day. And uh, after you do, yeah, the net carbs of this is, I think, the ones I've been eating is like nine carbs. So uh, pretty good. High in protein too, so I'm down. High protein, you know, fairly low calories, 110 to 170 calories per. Uh, This says three to like five carbs, net carbs per bar, which is pretty awesome. Five grams of sugar, three grams of sugar in some of these. Uh, so go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, and get $10 off your first order with this promo code LOCKDOWN. But you also get $5 off every box. So you can combine these two offers and get $15 off a box if this is your first time. So if you've been waiting around trying to see if you want to buy a box, $15 off <laughs> a box right now. Uh, they're giving them away basically at this point. So builtbar.com, promo code LOCKDOWN, get it from Memorial Day before the deal runs out May 31st. All right, Isaac Harris, hit me with your next best. <laughs> hit me with your best shot. shot. Can I sing at the um, beginning of every segment today? <laughs> Badly? Please, please do. Okay, so next question I have for you. This has been going around Twitter as far as the in-game entertainment aspect of it. Where do you stand? And I'm going to combine My two. My next job. <laughs> I'm going to combine two, uh, two things into one here. Where do you stand on... Pl- okay, one pumped in arena music because that's a thing and that we're seeing uh, over in Germany right now at the soccer league that uh, crowd noise is being pumped in through the speakers and for the telecast and yeah I'll see where you stand on that and then two where do you stand on like players who are there setting like courtside for these games do you think players would go could we get like an NBA like this a is something I've been thinking effect. about 
I think. Oh, I, I don't even think it's summer. League. I think it'll be beyond summer league. I, I'm picturing like uh, like um um the dunk contest on All Star oh, weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All the like because how many people would actually be in there? Were that would be set in front row. Players would be the the main ones, right? Because it depends. We're not gonna it have- depends how many people are allowed in the arena at one True. at one time, right? If they could still social distance and all that kind of stuff. Could you just have? Like, you know, have you ever been to a high school tournament or an AAU tournament where there's, you know, if it's in a, an arena, if it's in like a, a field house and there's just like clumps of teams, right? You have your, you're all standing with your team and another team is standing over here and they're just all sitting together, but they're all spread out. Uh, it could be like that. Would they make them social distant if they're off the basketball court? Even when they're on the basketball court, they're all together? Well, the whole point is social distancing. <laughs> I know, but I'm just right. saying, if like, let's say the Blazers play at five o'clock, and they're yeah. on the court against another team. They they take showers and they come out for the the eight o'clock game. Do they have to social distance, even though they were just on the basketball court with another team? And can they just sit with their teammates at that point, uh, front row? And can they all just sit, even though I mean, like they just played again? These are the complicated things the league office is talking about right now. I do not. Envy okay, them. so let's so let's go back to let's go back to the in arena crowd noise thing are you in favor of them pumping in crowd noise or no it's a it's a very fine line i'm in favor of it if you get a person that knows what they're doing like like in charge of it right if you have some kind of a soundboard where you have like one of those drum machine pads where it just has a bunch of a bunch of empty like spaces and a bunch of buttons that you can just hit boo hit cheer hit you know mvp chant and if they for keep, the home team if they keep it depends like yeah like you do so the the person would have to know you so know if the bucks are playing the magic right and the bucks are technically home defense. yeah if the bucks you are technically home defense. you have to have the guy yeah work as a <laughs> work as he's for like the bucks at that point or maybe you have a representative maybe you just have like you know the mascot comes the mascot gets to hit the buttons <laughs> and he decides when because that's the whole math that's the mascot's whole thing is he's the cheerleader right so yeah. uh but it, it's it, it's it's gonna be a very fine line whether it's gonna be cringy or if it's gonna be you know fine and add just some effect and, and just some like foundation because the whole reason for crowd noise is it's just gonna sound so empty without it i mean we've seen some yes. soccer games we've seen some baseball games where uh it just sounds so empty it just sounds like there's nothing and i I've heard all these people say, well, we just want to hear the players, like pump up the players, Mike's more. That, that is a nightmare for networks. I mean, yeah. the last dance that is one. That will not happen. The last dance is one thing, but, pi- you know, mic- miking up these players and yeah. uh, putting it on, you know, national TV is just not going to happen. I mean, the, FC- to, yeah, the to, FCC has not given up <laughs> completely, right? Yeah, I mean, well, there's two two angles of that. One, networks are not going to put that on TV because, yeah, you're not going to hear you never, and, and you the can't, F word, you, ever the word. Yeah, you and can't please say that. That's the a, players will never sign off on that. They're they're not going to want that. Yeah. They're not going to they're not going to do that because, yeah. Then you're getting into strategy stuff that which I get it. I would love to hear all of it. Right, <laughs> Trust absolutely. Me, like it would be amazing. But the players are not like from trash talking to strategy stuff to just saying all these different words and stuff that it, they're just not going to sound. So it, I don't think that will ever happen. It's just like a listener reached out today and was like, why don't they just finish the regular season? It's like, yeah, ideally you would want to just be able to do that and have guys play, you know, teams play 20 more games and finish the regular season, finish it off the way that, you know, the season was supposed to go. But it's just so unrealistic of an ass because of how many hoops did they have to jump through in order to get any basketball going and so in order to get yeah. 
anything playing. Uh, they have to jump through so many hoops to get crowd noise. So I'm I'm for the crowd noise if it's if it's tasteful, I guess. Right. Like, <laughs> I d- I do think that people are underestimating the weirdness that yes. it's going to be of seeing this in action. And I get it. I get it completely. Like, hey, basketball is basketball. We just want to see it. But it is going to be so weird, especially when a player hits like a big shot and it's, you know, the, yeah, whatever, Eastern Conference Finals and somebody hits a big shot and there's nothing. I've watched and- so many Summer League games and I went to Summer League twice. And in Cox, so there, there's the... the um, in what? Um, Thomas and Mack <laughs> Arena, and there's Cox Pavilion. Cox Pavilion is the smaller one that kind of looks like a high school gym when you watch it on TV. And that one, if it's empty, which which it can be, like there's you know some noon games where you go in and it's just completely empty. Like that, that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be a little awkward. You're just going to be able to hear you know sneakers and <laughs> you hear a little crowd. Like that's what it's going to be like, and it is it is weird. Yeah, but the, and they're going to have to try to drown that out somehow, but. You also can't just, I mean, it feels like Van Gundy talks all the time, but they're going to have to take breaks at some point, you know, from talking. And then what's going to be playing? Are they going to have music just playing the whole time? (laughs) Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a very, very weird feeling. And especially just trying to create the playoff atmosphere like that just not that's not going to be there are we getting and, we're going to hear mike brain go bang and then we just hear it echo in the the floor mike that's gonna be the funniest thing ever him saying bang and there's just nothing just happening on the court crickets it's, it's a couple of players just high-fiving or whatever well, you're but, gonna hear the benches that's the other thing is you you will hear the benches a little more they're gonna we? cheer that i mean yeah because the, 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 there's gonna be a void and the void's gonna be filled by something there is there's still probably gonna be floor mics because there's floor mics so. now. That's the reason why you can hear the sneakers. You wouldn't be able to hear the sneakers if there wasn't any floor mics. If we're going through, if they go through one game and there is, yeah, if there is a plethora of certain words that are not family friendly, then I mean they already have that. They already deal with that. And they do it on some kind of a delay, but because that's why when yeah. you, when audio cuts out, you just sometimes have to delay NBA, a ton. <laughs> yeah, when audio cuts out in NBA games, it's not necessarily your cable provider or your streaming platform. It's because they're trying to cut out some words that were said. Yeah. Either way, and this is another thing, just talking about crowd stuff that, you know, even Woj and Zach Lowe talked about today on uh, on their podcast of, man, this this sucks for some of these top teams that are, have fought for this home court advantage. And they spent this whole segment of talking about how much home court advantage helps. And I know Nick argued against this and travel whenever I was trying to make this point of like, oh, here this, we go. We're talking about the 12 no, plane rides again. I'm just saying, okay, <laughs> the travel thing. Why doesn't one through 16 seating happen? What's the biggest thing about that? Travel, uh, right? Travel, I guess, yeah. Yeah, so travel is a big deal. I mean, that's that that is a thing. No, it's a factor. It's just not. It's 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 a, it's a factor. It's a, well, that's keeping them from a whole a, playoff it's, format. It's a hill. It's not a mountain. Also, okay. there, I think there's historic precedent that I think goes into the 16 team. Like, well, re-seat. yeah, like rivalries and stuff like that too. Yeah, for that's sure, that's another thing the NBA um, really wants to keep. So, are the Mavericks like? Are they? Will they like this because they <laughs> suck at home? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a neutral site. We don't. Okay. Well, the Mavericks have won a game at neutral site. They won in Mexico City. So Mexico City. That's there true. you go. They're undefeated as a neutral fans, site though. this year. <laughs> okay. Past past in game stuff. Let's move on to a question that me and you talked about a little bit. And I'm I don't know exactly how to word it, so I'm just gonna throw it out there, and you tell me where you stand on this. 
What do you think the last possible date they could slash should finish the season? So this was in the athletic article yesterday. Let me pull it up. I have the I have the dates. Uh, the last possible date to finish. This was from the GM survey that was sent out to all 30 GMs uh, that they have to kind of choose, pick and choose which playoff format and all that kind of stuff. The last possible dates to finish. Uh, September 15th, October 1st, October 15th, or November 1st. Right, so your base Game seven of the NBA Finals being that day, being that day, yeah, the final day of the regular season. So go through them one more time. Sever- uh, September fifteenth. The first one is Labor Day, which I don't know off the top of my head. Um, the next one is okay. September fifteenth, October first, October fifteenth, or November first. So November first would be wild. Mid September, early October, mid October, early November. Basically, it's what they're, Here, what they're talking about. Here's the about. thing. Which here's the thing with think, pushing think about it this. back. November first. And then you're starting again December? <laughs> Gives you like yeah. a month off. That's wild. Which most of the teams would be done by then anyway. But Yeah, here's the thing with the push in the back thing is you it gives them it gives the country, it gives the world more time to find a vaccine. In in turn, the ripple effect of that is it gives you pushing back next season. You probably if they end the season on November first, they're probably not starting in December at that point. They're probably gonna push back next season a little bit more. Therefore leaving open the chance that if a vaccine comes available, that eventually they can have people back in the arena earlier than you know, there is expected. a zero percent chance that the NBA would not play on Christmas Day. Zero percent chance the NBA I don't know. They would, I wouldn't it, say zero. Even if they end on November 1st, they're starting on Christmas Day. Christmas Day is the NBA's day. But you would have to have the, the draft N- and the free NFL agency. literally in- doesn't play on Christmas Day. <laughs> I get it, but you're talking about draft and free agency in the in a span of six weeks? Sure. That, they're talk- that, I mean, I that, that schedule that. we talked about had the draft five days after the finals and free agency a week after that. Boom, you're done in a, in a week no, and no, a half. I get that. No, no, yeah, I get that. I'm saying, but you're starting the season in, you know, a few weeks after that. That's completely training different. Camp. How many day, How many weeks do you need a training camp? Two weeks? Boom. You're ready. <laughs> they're not. They wouldn't. They wouldn't put cram all that in seven weeks. I know Christmas Day is huge, but but if you go you November first to start agent. on Christmas Day, boom. I mean, you you have. That's a lot. Seven weeks right there. That's training camps. That's preseason basketball in that too with free agency. I mean, you're talking one week of free agency of people trying – like one week. The free agency typically lasts, what, multiple weeks of signings. Yeah, but you have then a, we're not – Okay, you have a free agency <laughs> start date, but the moratorium starts. And then you have a free agency deadline. Boom, right there. Boom. Oh, what kind of a week would that players, be? Because players everyone, trying to move into markets. Everyone and, has to be signed at that point. That would be an amazing day. So trade deadline and a free agency deadline. Awesome. I'm in. Uh, I'm not in favor of the season uh, ending in November uh, because I, I do like the idea of next season starting on Christmas Day. It's kind but. of hard to imagine it ending in November if it's if it's going to start you know, mid July, right? Like that's a long time. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's if it starts in July, but it also goes into what they're debating too, how many regular season games, yeah. if they do something like Cuban presented seven regular season games and a play in tournament and a playoffs, like that's a long time. And the other I thing is though, there's, there's no travel. So you don't have to, you don't have to, you can, you can do some like, you know, but they're going to be crying. Oh, I shouldn't say crying. They're going to be pushing rest though. I mean, they are. They're going to, it's not going to be a, well, just because we're not traveling doesn't mean we can play the next day. We're not playing a back to back in the playoffs. And they're not going to let that happen either. Yeah. But you can, you can Um, cram a bunch of games into one day, too. True. True. 
Uh, speaking of free agency, I have a free agent question for you that's coming up right after the break. <laughs> All right, Isaac, before we get to that, Isaac Harris, blank, it. Blankist is a great is a great tool for all of you out there that want to get smarter. Leaders are readers. They're the ones that read books, that get information, get knowledge. Uh, Blinkist is an app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses it down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Basically, imagine if you had a book, and you're like, I want to read this book, but I just want the information from it. I don't really want the whole context of it. I just want the information. Boom. Blinkist gives you an article or a podcast in 15 minutes that you can listen to to get all that information from that book. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser, anything. Uh, there's a whole bunch of books on there. And with Blinkist, you get an unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books that you want for all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for our audience, the Lockdown Mavericks listeners, Lockdown NBA listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And also... Save 25% off a subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac, hit me with your free agency question. Okay, imagine you're a mid-tier free agent to be. Let's say Tim Hart. I don't, I'll don't. i use Tim Hartway just because of Mavericks, but he might not be the best case for this. Because you want somebody, you're makes. talking about somebody better? Uh, no, kind of not as good. A mid-tier free agent... And you've performed really well this season. Like you're you're lined up to get get paid, not like max money, but you're lined up to get probably the like the best deal that you've gotten in your career imagine, so far. Imagine Maxie's a free agent. Yeah, yeah, something like Maxie. Do you want to come back to play? Do you want to play? Do you want to play? Because. You're, you're risking some stuff, right? Not just like risk health stuff of getting injured and stuff, but you left on a good note. Like that's your season. You're, you're great. Like you had, you performed really well. And then everything coming back from this, like we think we know how players are going to come back, but not just injuries, but coming back. And what if you're rusty? What if you come out and you're like, you're completely different than what happened for the first whole 60 something games of the season. Does that ruin your value? The only thing that could ruin your value is if you got injured, you get hurt, you get hurt, you get a really bad injury, which can happen at any point, but you know, it might be higher risk now, but it's going to be a win-win scenario for guys like that because if you play well, then you play well and you, you add to the foundation you've already built. But if you don't play well, for the majority of the players, you're only going to play like 10 games, right? That's a blip on the radar. And you can, and an agent can point to all the other play that was in a better better scenario. And you can paint it as, oh, well, they weren't ready. And this is a weird scenario for everybody. And that just shouldn't count. And you take all those numbers off. And you basically don't even present that in your meeting, right? Like that it didn't even matter. So especially for a lot of players, it's only going to be like 10 games total if they, if they go to the playoffs. If they don't, then it's seven games for majority of the players in the NBA or five games. Yeah, by, by Cuban standards. But like, yeah, what if somebody got to the playoffs and like sucked? Like what if Tim Hardaway had something players lined do that up? all the time and they I know, still get paid. I know, but that's the thing of like Tim Hardaway, I'm just using him, has has this great season. What if they go straight into the playoffs and the dude can barely hit a shot and he just looks out of sync and it's, it's, only, it's not hit then it, I know, I'm but, I'm just saying I could so you're saying there's nothing play wise they could do 
in Orlando that would lower their value anything from one play stop. If it if a team would look at a player and it lowers their value where they didn't play well for five games, there's something wrong with that evaluation process because the player is still a good player, right? You, you what about Rudy ha- the Gobert? La- the larger sample. Well, Rudy Gobert's got a whole other like no, a whole no, other I get that, onion, but like a, to that onion, like a Rudy Gobert in the playoffs type of thing. He gets exposed in the playoffs. Yeah. What if it is a Cantor. player like that? Cantor that's is a, the big like, one. Yeah, but like if like picturing like a younger Gobert if he was in this situation and Mitchell he had Robinson, incre- he had an incredible season. But then he goes to the playoffs and gets exposed, and they're like, dang, he can't even play out and play in some of these playoff series. Well, Is he still going to get the same amount of money? Why would that not matter in a regular scenario? That's very true. Good point, Nick. Never mind. Cancel the past 20 seconds I just said. <laughs> right? It just like, came to it, my mind, would, and I was picturing Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. It would happen anyway. You're not being sarcastic, right? No, no, but, I'm not okay, being sarcastic. But, I didn't think about that. It's your still scenario same, does yeah. matter because Mitch Robinson would have the, would have the choice. Like, let's say he's the, he's that player. I don't think he's going to be a free agent, but if he had the choice to play or not, he has that risk that he could play and, and not play as well, right? True. Or get exposed in the playoffs. So, uh, if yeah. you're a player and you, well, if you're a player and you're expecting to get ex- to get exposed, you're probably, <laughs> probably shouldn't get paid <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway. <laughs> Yes. So anyway, but that is a thing that that's going to happen, and there will be guys that will play not play well, and people will try to you know talk back all the stuff that they, they've built yeah. this season. But um, hopefully, the real talent evaluators look at the the bigger, the larger sample size in a more controlled area. You know, like a more controlled yes. NBA. All right, can I ask you one last? Yeah, question? give me the last one. All right, last one. Kevin O'Connor wrote about this. Uh, it's been going around on Twitter and stuff a lot today. The soccer football group stage uh, type of postseason tournament Round format. Round thing. Uh, it, it's super fun. Here's my thing on it. It's super fun in the World Cup. I like the format of it, but is is now the time to bring out something like that to declare an NBA champion? And is that too far <laughs> away from the norm for you? The thing is, you know where it, I stand. It on depends this. on I mean, how you on. look at it. If you're just saying we want this to, we want to be able to try all these things. If the NBA has been sitting on this for a long time, which it feels like they've been sitting on the play in tournament more than something like group group play. Right. Yeah. I feel like we've heard the play in tournament idea like year after year after year. <laughs> and finally, yeah. it seems like they may do something like that. A group stage thing is just so, especially if it would change the first round of the playoffs, that just changes the, you know, it just changes so much of it that at that point you're changing what the NBA does. And uh, that's a huge experiment to do in a situation where. That's already so different. It's already so like, different, right? Like, <laughs> like there's there can be too much change. There's Even too many variables I, there. Yes, I'm I'm obviously in the camp that to this is already going to be a, a weird, yeah, a weird finals and all that stuff or weird title. But you're already not going to have fans and home court and all that different stuff. Now it's not like you need to keep true to the thing, like to whatever you can hold true to in tradition, <laughs> like a playoff format, hold true to that. Like at least that, if we can't have anything else and, but I'll take it a step further. I like the group stage thing, but it's kind of something I brought up before. If you went the group stage route and if, and this is all, a lot of it is about money and getting money from TV networks and all this stuff. Could you do the group stage? Play, players play these games and make the money and all this stuff, and it not be for an NBA title. Could you bring them back 
and do this whole call it a stern cup call it whatever it is do this group stage it'd be entertaining and they make the money we have the national tv games you have a winner of it and all this stuff could you do that would players be as motivated if they're going to get paid the same would fans tune in for that the same as an nba playoffs and you just write off this season like if the nba looks at it and says you know what there's so much stuff that's going to be different that crowning an nba champion would be weird compared to these past years i'm just saying is that even is that just too far out there it that and that's not what they're proposing with this group stage thing right they're no 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 they're no, proposing they're a regular like a group stage meaning you play like round robin in groups for the first round, whoever comes out of that group with the best record or whatever after playing all those teams then goes on to the second round. And then after that, it would work normal where you would play, yeah. you know, conference finals, semifinals, conference finals, finals, all that. But the uh, East would get screwed in the group stage stuff anyway. For sure, for sure. If they did, if they <laughs> seeded one through 16 and all that. But uh, yeah, so the <laughs> Eastern Conference, well, th- that's the other thing that goes again, you know, that. Um, one through six, like seeding one through sixteen for records. Eastern Conference GMs don't want to do that, and owners don't want to do that. That's another. That's probably the biggest thing that's holding up reseeding one through sixteen for the regular NBA, actually. But for sure, and like the the Ringer put out today, like a mock group stage draw. Yeah, and like the there's tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, tier five teams, and each one of these tiers has four teams. Like tier one is the Bucks, Lakers, Raptors, Clippers. They're kind of the teams at the top of each group. And then going on down there, like Yeah, that's not a group. That's just who they're that's saying not a group. one of those that's would the, be in each yes. group. Yeah. And so like tier the tier four teams are basically the seventh and eighth seeds of each conference. Yeah. The Grizzlies and Mavericks and the Magic and Nets. Oh well, my god. The Mavericks are better way better than all those teams. I know exactly. So you're talking about the rap like in this ringer mock group stage thing, the Raptors is the best team in this group three. And it's the Raptors, Celtics, Thunder, Mavericks, and Spurs. Jeez. Oh, and the Spurs like get in there? Yeah, all of those teams would play each other twice, and then so like the Raptors are pissed, you know? Like, wh- what the heck? Why? Are, why are we in this? Popovich and, gets to make the playoffs again, and the Spurs don't break their streak if you do that. So they're all true. for it. <laughs> so, listen, I think the group stage is a lot of fun. I think it would be a blast to watch and to keep up with. I just don't think it's made for an NBA playoffs unless that's the way you're going to go moving forward in your in the history of NBA. I don't think this is the the way to go for to crown an NBA champion. Yeah, there's too many variables, too many things. You're not going to know if it worked if you tried that something like that now. Something that dramatic if you try that now, you're not going to know if it worked because there's so many other things that are different than a regular True. NBA playoff. So, there you go. That's some of our thoughts and uh we'll be back tomorrow. We'll do um, some more thoughts on the news that's coming up. And also, we're doing a game pod Thursday on Hot Mike. So join us there. There's a link in the description of this podcast. That'll be the Friday pod. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.